Yevamos Perik Yud Gimel Mishnah Zayin thirteen seven. The setup of our Mishnah is that you have two brothers who are married to two sisters. Those sisters in the first case are both minors, meaning they've been married off by their mother, let's say, and these are rabbinic marriages. So we'll say it's Reuven and Shimon are the brothers, and Rachel and Leah are the sisters. Reuven married Rachel, Leah married Shimon, and let's just say that Rachel is the older one. Reuven's older brother, Rachel's older, older sister, but the two girls are minors. Now, the Mishnah says, You have two brothers married to two sisters. Yisomos, these two girls are orphans, meaning they were married off rabbinically by their mother or brother. Katanos, and they're still minors. Now, one of the husbands die. Let's say Reuven dies. So he leaves Rachel as a widow. Should she fall to Yibum to Shimon? The answer is no, because Shimon's already married to her sister, and therefore, Teitze Mishum Achos Isha. She, Rachel, is free to go and marry whoever she wants because she is exempt from doing even with Shimon because Shimon's already married to her sister. Now, you might object, say, listen, the marriage between Shimon and Leah is rabbinic in nature. It's not a derisive marriage, but so what? The marriage between Rachel and Reuben is also rabbinic, so the obligation to Yibum is also rabbinic, so it's all on equal footing, and therefore... Bottom line is that Rachel would go free and marry whoever she wants and no need to do Yibum. The same would apply if instead of two minors who were married off as orphan girls, uh, orphans meaning rabbinic marriages, if the two girls, Rachel and Leah, were deaf-mutes. Again, the idea being that a deaf-mute lacks sufficient das to get married. The rabbi said, we'll let their marriage stand rabbinically. So it's a rabbinic marriage. So the same thing would happen, as we said before, if one dies... So she's free to go, no need to do Yibim, because the other one, let's say Shimon, who married her sister, the deaf-mute, is already married to her sister. Now, what happens if instead Rachel and Leah both aren't minors? Gadola Ukatana. If one of them, let's say Rachel, is now past Bas Mitzvah, and Leah is not yet Bas Mitzvah, so Rachel is the Gadola, and Leah is the Katana. Makes Bala Shela Katana, if the husband of the younger one, meaning Shimon, who is married to Leah, dies. So now, Teitze HaKatana Mishum Achos Isha. So now, Leah doesn't fall to Reuven for Yibam. Why? Because Reuben's married to her sister, Rachel, and that marriage is a marriage of Doraisa. So since Reuven and Rachel are married to Doraisa, Reuven certainly will not be doing Yibam with Rachel's sister Leah, so she's free to go. On the other hand, Meis Baalashel Gadola. Now, what if happens if it's the husband of the older sister, meaning meaning Reuven dies. Reuven dies, he was married to Rachel, Rachel was already past Bats Mitzvah, so Rachel is an adult, meaning the marriage is the marriage of Doraisa. Now, the mar- and she's now a widow, falling to Yibam, mid-Doraisa. Her sister, who's still a child, Leah, is quote-unquote married to Shimon, but that marriage is just rabbinic in nature. So that rabbinic marriage um, really shouldn't be able to stand up against the Doraisa obligation of Yibam that Shimon would have now to his widow sister-in-law, Rachel. The problem is, rabbinically, they are married. So this puts us kind of between a rock and a hard place. He can't stay married ostensibly to Rachel because he's got Yibam to do with her sister. He can't do Yibam with the sister because he's married to... He, Shimon can't do Yibam with Rachel because they're married to her sister, Leah. So what do we do? So we actually have a three-way machlokas here. So the first shita. The sheet of Rebbe which ends up being the halacha, Rebbe Eliezer says, listen, we instruct the girl, we teach her, meaning Leah, 
the younger the child, to do miun and reject her husband Shimon, because in so doing, that retroactively says they were never married, which means that Shimon is permitted to marry Rachel, and therefore he can do yibum with her if he wants, and therefore Rachel at least can have a husband, and they can, I guess, live happily ever after, at least with one marriage. So that's a possibility. It's just a matter of telling her, the younger girl, uh, Rachel, excuse me, Leah, to do Mion. Now you might say, well, maybe she wants to stay married, so she doesn't want to do Mion. The answer is that's not a, really a, a solution for her, because according to Beliezer, since now this is a Zika that connects Shimon to Rachel, Shimon's never allowed to be married to Leah, so he'll have to divorce her anyways. So at least let her do Mion, and at least one marriage can be salvaged as opposed to no marriages. That's Rebbe Shita that we we teach her to do miyun, and that's the first shita, and that's the halacha. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Rabban Gamliel says, no. He says, zika, he, he holds ein zika, meaning he doesn't believe that zika is all that strong. So, if he's already rabbinically married, if Shimon's already rabbinically married to Leah, so the fact that he has a zika to Rachel isn't enough to undermine their marriage. Okay, even if it's only rabbinic in nature right now, so things are kind of on hold, um, but he says, Rabban Gamliel Omer, Look, fine. If she, Leah, wants to do Mion, so she does Mion. And then, indeed, he agrees with Rabbi Yezer that now Shimon can do Yibum with Rachel if he so chooses. Vim love, but if she doesn't want to do Mion, so then it's okay. Just Tam Tin, let her wait. If she waits until she reaches the age of being a Gadola, now we're talking about the Leah, who's married rabbinically now to Shimon, when they now, when she becomes a Gadola Bas Mitzvah, and they continue to live together, so then, that turns that marriage into a marriage Doraisa. And then Shimon will be married Midoraisa to Leah, and therefore he can never do Yibam with the widow, her sister Rachel. So she goes free. Achitagdil, wait till she, till she, Leah, grows up. And then Vitetse, Halazu Mishum Achosisha. And then the other one, meaning Rachel, will go, meaning to marry whoever she wants, because she is the sister of his current wife, Leah, who became of age. Tamtin means they just have to wait it out. And uh, furthermore, Tamtin means that they should, while they're waiting it out, since it's not considered really appropriate for them to still sleep together if he has a Zika, if Shimon has a Zika, Zika still to his current wife's sister, they should wait until she becomes old enough that the marriage is the rice and then resume living like husband and wife together, um, sleeping together, and then that would, you know, push, consummate the marriage, finalize it on the rice level, and make it that... There's no need for yibum, no permissibility of doing yibum with Rachel the widow, meaning she's free to go. So, she, so meaning Rachel just has to wait till her sister grows up before she can marry somebody else. Rabbi Yeshua is a third shita, and he says he holds yesh zika. He holds that the bond of zika between the yavama and the yavam is strong. And it's so strong that it undermines any possibility of them staying married together. So now they're stuck. There's no way that... Shimon can stay married to Leah because he's got a Zika, like a half marriage already to Rachel. And there's no way he can do Yibam with Rachel because he's already married rabbinically to Leah. So it's a lose-lose situation. that He can't get married to either one of them. And therefore, he can't, or he can't stay married to his current wife. And therefore, he says, Elo al ishto ve'ilo al ishes achiv, which means like, he's like, oi, like, woe, woe to him. Woe to him regarding his wife and woe to him regarding the wife of his brother, because he can't be married to either of them. Motius ishto beget, he has to now leave, send his wife away, 
and the way that it's his wife. So he needs to use a get. So he'll give a get to Leah. And then, as for Rachel, Bachalitza. Yibam is forever forbidden, and therefore he can only do Chalitza. So, and the story is, according to Rabbi Yoshua, no one's married at the end of the story, just one divorcee and one Chalutza, one Grusha and one Chalutza, and, and now everyone has to find new wives and husbands.